Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team. Hi, it's episode 14, season 7 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Joining me this week, Bex from Portsmouth. Hola, people. And David from Sussex. Good evening. Right, it's been a pretty shit week. Um, there's no, there's no, um, there's no other way of dressing this up. It's been a pretty, pretty shit week as a Spurs fan. Although it could be worse, I suppose you could be supporting Arsenal, and and that could be even, <laughs> even worse. Um, let's begin with the game midweek um, against Liverpool. Uh, we went into that game, top of the table. Obviously, we'd we'd drawn against Palace this time last week, but so had. Liverpool against Fulham, so we were we were top. Um, simple, we just had to avoid, avoid defeat at Anfield to remain top. Um, Bex, what were your feelings about Wednesday night? Disappointed, Awful. frustrated? Really, really disappointed with the overall scoreline. Quite disappointed with the way we played also. Um, but I think to had we gone 2-1 down at 60 minutes and the, the score had stayed like that I would have been annoyed but not the same as I was at having conceded another goal at 88 minutes it looks like bad old Spurs who forget where they are and just switch off because we shouldn't have conceded that second goal um, and then I think that might have put us in a better position for today as it was today looked like a total collapse almost from where we were so it's been a really bad week Do you think the approach at Anfield's um basically doing what we've been doing most of this season, sitting back um, with the right approach? No. And I, well, ish, it's hard, isn't it? It doesn't make for very exciting football, and that was really evident with today's game, I thought. Mm-hmm. I kind of see how that works at Anfield. Um, I think it also didn't help that they had fans there, and I think that was a difficult thing to cope with um, because... They were just Liverpool fans. And I know we've had the same at our stadium as well. But, um, yeah, it just didn't seem to work as well. Yes, we absorbed a lot of pressure, but we didn't. And, yeah, Sonny's goal was fantastic. But we didn't seem to have anything else. That's all it was. It was sit back and defend and and break on the counter. There was no other, if this doesn't work, this is how we're going to play it. It was very definite. This is all we're going to do. And evidenced again today, I felt. That's been my, for, for all the good results we've had this season and the fact that we, we we sat top of the table going into that match and had been for three weeks my, my my fear at the back of my mind all season has been have we got a plan b can we um you know if if we don't get that early goal and we there's go there's no a goal, imagination yeah there. yeah there's, there's that's it it, it I just feel that we can't chase it. If we're chasing a game, I just don't feel it at the moment. And it might be that we've not... This, you know, it's, it's a sort of evolution and we're not there yet. And we, we've, we've, we're more solid maybe and more resilient at the back, but we're, we're still... It's still a work in progress on, on that, that part of the game. Um, 
if we'd taken our chances, I think the ones in the second half, Bergwijn, he had two chances, one of which hit the post, and then Kane's header, which how he missed that, it's beyond me, um, could have been a different story. Well, it, apparently it was beyond Kane as well. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And that, I think, is is equally a soul-destroying, to know that we could have got a better result, but we didn't. Had we gone had we gone 2-1 up, we'd have kept the points, I think. Mm. But, yep. yeah, Wednesday night was particularly tough to stomach, I think. It was really hard to reconcile that with the way that I thought it was going to go, um, right up until, like, the 88th minute. Really hard. Yep. And because it was so late at night as well. Makes you really oh. cross and then you can't sleep. <laughs> Um, not for the first time um, that we've conceded a goal very late at, at, at Anfield. David, I think you were there with me. Um, different circumstances, uh, two almost two years ago, um, twenty nineteen, when we conceded a goal very late in the game from a corner, I think. Oh, just trying to remember that bit, but um, uh, I remember the, the shot into the top corner. Um, which game were we thinking about? That was the, uh, the previous the, game, wasn't it? I'm thinking um, of the the one where we were. It was one all, and then Sissoko had that that chance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it looked like he was going to stay one all, and then very late in the game, I think they had a corner. I can't for life yeah. of me, I can't remember who scored. They yeah. had a corner. I think it was a Hugo error. He went to punch the ball, and it just ended in the back of the net. That was very late in the game, and it yeah. and it felt shit for me. As soon as we considered that corner the other night, I just had a bad feeling there and then. I, I didn't. I, the, the trouble is, we're recording this podcast two hours after the Leicester game, which maybe colours our views a little bit more, but it certainly colours our emotions. Um, it's like managers who don't like to be interviewed after the game. And, and this is what we've got at the moment. We're a bit raw and still a bit raw after the Liverpool game. But the way we're playing has got us to the top of the, uh, the league one third in. And that isn't too bad. So I, I'm not going to be too harsh on our tactics. But you're right, Javid. At the moment, we're still building a, a team, and if you like, an ethic, the way we're playing, getting solid. Spurs for years, although they, back in the 50s and 60s, this everybody played with an expansive game. Um, and it, it was, we'll score, you score. That in 66 stopped um, really with a change of tactics formation 442 since then we've slowly seen a deterioration really of open football it's very defensive and if Spurs carry on trying to play like that we're not going to win anything we're not going to win a Premier League so we have to buckle down and get uh, this solid defence right and I'm buying into this but you're right again Plan B doesn't look like one. But I thought we were well worth a point on Wednesday. Mm. I thought we were very unfortunate. I mean, what a what a ridiculous goal of a Salah that yeah. comes spinning up in the air, for goodness sake. I, I, I can't blame anybody. And I have belly ached about the second goal because Dyer was taken out by Henderson. And no, well, say nobody, one person I've seen in the media has picked up on this. You may not like the pair of them from years ago but in BN Sports you've got Keyes and Gray and and Keyes picked up on it and he said hang on a minute look look get the camera in there look he's taking him out that's not a goal and nobody else BBC never mentioned it Sky didn't 
but there was uh, Dyer on the deck with his arms out. Well, what's going on here? It was a tactic. It was a clear tactic. And I saw before that Henderson had done this before, where he blocks people off, takes people out, and leaves the space for what well, was Firmino last time, and it's Firmino this time. Um, where is VAR? We could have got a draw. So, yeah, really disappointing on Wednesday. Really disappointing. But I thought we're in it. Uh, um, but today is a different kettle of fish entirely. <laughs> well, given... All right, so given that we, you know, we, we, we lost on, on Wednesday and we go three points, three points behind, drop to second, OK, it's, just, it's disappointing. It, to, to me, it, it's painful. I, I can't stand Liverpool. Um, and that's, that's a sort of a hatred that develops in recent years um, and and probably reached its peak um, at the Champions League final um, and it's there now and it's, it's, it's become a thing just in the same way that I can't stand Leicester um, but yeah three points behind it's not the end of the world we go again on yeah. on Sunday even and what do we do we lose to Leicester at home a game that we, we should nothing. have yeah we absolutely did nothing today and I find that really hard to understand because we should have kept the pressure on. We should have played more today. We should have kept that second place or at least looked as though we wanted it. Yeah. But nobody's looked like they wanted it yeah. at all. It was all a bit where the boss says to sit back and defend. So that's what we'll do. How many shots on target do we have? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm both, if it's I'm more both. than four, I'll be quite surprised. I mean, and the both, second half was better, but still, it was really disappointing. Both goalkeepers again had very little to do, mm. uh, other than the goals. Um, it really was a case of that again. So it's two two good defence. Leicester had a very solid defence, um, and you could see that they got the measure of us. But on Wednesday, we were bright. We were in the game. We were looking to play. It, it, it was a very... Uh, the neutrals, I know, speaking to people, and Liverpool supporters, actually. I've had a, three mates who said, what a game that was. You know, you probably deserved a bit more out of that. Uh, and the neutral said, what a good game. Well, if they did that then, today, if they put the TV on, it's all good, a bit of spurs. Let's have a look and see what, that, see what happens there. I can't imagine that they kept the TV turned on after half-time because that was just dross absolute dross there wasn't a Spurs player out there that looked as though they really wanted to be there or really wanted to put that extra bit in there, there just really wasn't a player that I would give more than about 4 out of 10 not that it's an excuse but did the did the disappointment of Wednesday catch up with us today we had a question from Gilly who just he says has a heavy, heavy load of this season especially last um, little run of fixtures and the big big loss on Wednesday caught up with a few in the head as much as the legs it wasn't in the legs it's in the head but yes Gilly's right I I, I think that's my opinion I, I just don't think they were up for this Leicester game for some reason do you know what's really sad is if you, if you go back to the three games that we had um, City home and the London derbies Chelsea away Arsenal at home we got seven points out of nine um and then the last three matches, we've only got a point out of out of a possible nine. Now, that to me is just it's just a real shame. It almost well, it does it, it does it does undo the good work of the yeah. previous yeah. you know 
Gash. Absolutely gash. So mm. I, th- I did think today was going to be quite difficult to talk about it. Because like you say, David, we are very raw about it. And it does hurt. Mm. And uh, the lack of ambition, the, that whole lack of wanting to win, the whole, well, I've got to be here because somebody says I've got to be here, but I don't really want to do it. Mm. So I'm going to do kind of the barest minimum just to get away with it, but I can't wait to get off the stamp pitch. Mm. Not I mean, what oh, I expect. I thought Sorry. you were talking about the podcast for a minute because I feel yeah. that way. About <laughs> Sorry. Let's just let's just let's just get, let's just stop talking about Leicester. Close it. Um, and and uh, yeah, look we're done. To, let's done. look forward to Stoke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uria had a cracking game against. Liverpool, he really did. He's been playing really well. Well worth his place. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, that's worked. We've got this uh, Doherty in to put him under pressure, and he's reacted. And then he goes and does that today, which is absolute rank amateur. It's Sunday football. What's he doing? Just belting in the back. It's a stick-on penalty. No argument at all. And that, and as you 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 both quite rightly said, uh, the Spurs plan doesn't really allow us to go behind because it, it feels because like we're we chasing it. it yeah, yeah. We, we're chasing it and we don't feel because we we then say well we'll sit back and we'll let you come on and the opposition are going to say well we won't bother to come on that much because we're one nil ahead we don't need to so it, it, then the onus goes on us to find that plan b when we go behind i've always said this about uh, this tactic but you know i can't give too much um sort of accusations at Mourinho because we were up the top there but now you know we start to question it and, and rightfully so and if he's not allowing us to question our tactics at this stage when we looked like that against Leicester and, and the way Aurier did that um, it's just just awful just awful quick question for you both um, did we as a fan base and I think that's the fan base isn't one monolithic block everybody's different um, you get people that occasionally might get carried away um, and others are more pragmatic but but as a fan basically did we start to get a little bit too excited when when we were top of the table for one two three weeks and actually has this been a bit of a reality check this last week that we're maybe perhaps not yet as good as we need to be no I, I, I think this is it's natural and if you're not getting a little bit excited by being the top when do you when do you enjoy enjoy what's you know you're, you're watching I, I i of course people are, and i still don't think we're out the title race i i because not i said this weeks ago yes we're in the title race definitely and we still are not because we're that great but because everybody else is tripping up it's only this weekend the reality check is more what everybody else is doing liverpool suddenly becoming that steamroller manchester united rolling over uh, Leeds, who I, I thought would hold them to a draw, and they absolutely steamrolled them today. So, the reality is that everybody else is starting to move on, just when we're faltering. So, but I'm I'm hoping, and I'm still hoping we're in the race because the other teams will still drop points. It's going to be a mad season. But again, Bex, as you mentioned earlier, which is one of my beefs, and it's started to go into politics a bit. But Liverpool, as a city. Um, really managed to um, not do what they're supposed to do, get infected around the whole city. So the government gives them uh, all the help they can they can get by sending the military up there, testing them, gets them out of that. They get 2,000 fans. They get the result. 
we don't have fans in there today. And again, the stats show away wins are an all-time record high. And again, we've already had three at least, I think, uh, uh, away wins. And there'll be more before the end of this weekend. So, you know, I, it frustrates me that if their misbehaviour up there, that they're being rewarded. And, and the, the team are being rewarded. And, I, and I, I'm irritated by it. Really am. So that's my emotions coming out, really, that uh, I, I feel hard, a little bit hard done by. That yeah. they're being rewarded. We're not. Fair point. Um, yeah, fans are entitled to get excited. Where's your bragging rights? If, if you're top of the league, the Premier League, which is often touted as the hardest league in the world, if you can't get excited when your team are top for however long, be it a couple of hours or whatever, when do you get excited? Of course, you're gonna, everybody was going to be excited. Not necessarily thinking it was a long-term thing and we were going to win the title, but that's what you do, isn't it? That's your whole reason... It's all very well to say um, you, you play the game and you don't play to win. But of course you bloody play to win. Everybody does in everything you do. Otherwise, there's just no point. And we were playing to win and we had some great performances and look where it got us. And then, the, then there's been this week. And yeah, I'd rather not talk about it. If that's mm. all the time for you. Thanks very much. We're still in contention for four trophies. Nothing's changed. Yeah, yeah. no, potentially. That's... that's still on the table. until and, and I fully expect us to come back with a decent result on Wednesday. Okay, let's look at some more questions. So, um, one from Nathan, his Twitter handle is at the real Nater Tot. He says, Uriah and Sissoko, both huge liabilities. Musa with terrible defending and both unable to create when they have the ball. That blunder of a penalty kick just reminded me of Serge's throw-in blunder against Crystal Palace. I know it's an unpopular opinion, but neither deserve a start in my opinion, dreadful result. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get overreacted to today in that respect. Urio, I wouldn't throw out just because he did, but it, he, he has got that in him. Um, I hoped there was going to be less of it, but he did get really caught today, and and you sort of want to punish him for it. But Sissoko, I didn't see it was that bad, but he he's never had creativity. He's a strong guy. He's a big guy. The trouble is. The whole team didn't play. That's the problem. The whole team didn't play. So there was no support for anybody. So it's easy to pick on somebody. Aurier is easy because he was the one that started uh, started it off today. Had he not done that, who knows? We might have got a draw. It's just a stupid thing to do. But Sissoko, I, I don't Pre- really agree with. Presumably, the I call it an overreaction to 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 to. to, to, to to Sissoko because like you say he's, he doesn't have any of those qualities he's never had those sort of yeah. um, ball creating qualities but presumably the overreaction to Sissoko is to do with the fact that he maybe was at fault for the second goal uh, came in the, Toby's yeah. Toby's OG and I think the ball came in to was it Vardy and Vardy out jumped him yeah you remember more than I do at the moment. I, it's, that's blank with me at the moment, but I'll take your word for it. It just looks a bit of a mess. Isn't Bex? Isn't part of the problem that certainly with where Uriah is concerned is he's he's had a good run of games recently. That's I think everybody sort of um, even biggest crit- critics of him have, 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 have accepted that. But he's always got a mistake in him. He's he's a fucking liability. He's and... a Jekyll and Hyde. 
and you never quite know what you're going to get. And I think we've been quite fortunate, like you say, whether it's because of Doherty or whether it's Mourinho's been having a chat in his ear and he's been doing different stuff with him. I don't know because he's been much better. He hasn't been the same player that he was last year where literally you just don't know what was going to come out. Those little moments, shall we call them, are always there. Mm. And it was just that's the way it manifested itself today. If we'd have done that, you know, 10 yards further out, then the penalty wouldn't have been given. But it's the fact that he is still capable of doing it, irrespective of where he is on the pitch. He is a worry, but who else do you bring in? Do you put Doherty there? Because he's not been fabulous either, has he? No, I think, no, I think that's part of the problem. Who else? You, Doherty, you mentioned. Even last season, we didn't really have another right back. We had well, we had Walker Peters, but he was we loaned him out second part of the season, and he wasn't getting into the team. It was almost by, like Aria was there by default. I think that because of the because that what you said about he's always got that in him those mistakes. I think that's why ultimately his time at Spurs will come to an end at some point. I don't know whether it'll be in this transfer window, in the summer window, in the same way that we've strengthened in other areas of the pitch, like a, um, a holding midfield player or defensive midfield player in Hoiberg, for example, and other areas bringing in Regulon. Um, I think ultimately we'll, the, the next part of the jigsaw will, probably will be a centre-back, but I think then a quality, a quality right-back, top, top right-back, um, if you were Mourinho, what would you do? Right now, with what I've got. Well, but right now with what you've got and your slightly longer term planning. Longer term, I'd I'd look to get another right back and, and exactly. But, but at the moment, on form, <laughs> you'd you'd pick you'd pick your ear. You'd pick on on form. He he was he was he was playing better consistently than than Doherty. You you play him knowing, unfortunately, that he's got that that in him but we've been here before with Carl Walker remember Carl Walker's brain farts every now and then that, that's that's you can only which, pick the players you've got which is he's still doing now on the odd occasion mm. but as we always remember we tend to glibly forget what they do so well but don't forget this is a team that has oh I just got that other goal sorry I'm just looking at that second goal while I was talking um, you know we've, we've beaten City 2-0 we're drawn with Chelsea nil-nil. We beat Arsenal. It, it's it's not. This is the trouble. We can overreact here. We really yes. can. And yeah, everybody will go yell out. Well, we need new this, need new that. This team still needs working with for sure. I think in January we will go out and purchase it. Maybe Skriniar, probably not. But there'll be something here and there. We still got Rodon to come in. Who knows? I, I don't think we're we're that badly off at the centre. Um, we just need to do what we're doing better and we need to find a little bit of a plan B. But today, for some inexplicable reason, nobody wanted to play. And I, and I don't really want to overreact on that. I, th- I think it's too easy. We've got another half a dozen games of which we said earlier we should get four points on. So let's see where we are at the end of that and see how well we've done. Mm-hmm. And, and you did say one thing as well, Javid, earlier, which I've said some weeks ago. We're relying too heavily on Kane and Son. As much as we're all standing there applauding and, and getting reflected glory from it and, and a tan from the glow, that there isn't anybody else chipping in. 
partly that's why we got Bale in, I'm sure, to try and dilute that pressure in one area that people know if they can mark those two, we've got little else. We do have to have something else. And that's what we're looking for. Yeah. That's not necessarily working either, is it? Well, right. Bale. Yeah. Well, I say that's that was my question to you guys last week when I said you know about the elephant in the room, um, you know about Bale. You know, just just where are we with him? Right. So on that, let's just jump to to the sort of Bale and other players. Um, question from Ash Bussingham. He says two ship performances clearly the Caden Sunshare have been found out. So, and are any of Bale, Lascelles, Dombele, Ali, Lamella, more or Lamella's injured, more or Vicinius good enough to step up and win us games? Now, previously, in seasons gone gone by, it normally would have been Delhi, Son, and Kane. They would they would be the sort of main Ericsson as well. Um, and then on Bale, two questions on that. So from our own John Steggles, he said he just says Bale taking the spot in the taking the spot in the matchday squad that should be given to Delhi. So we had nine sub, nine substitutes today because they, they've changed the rules now. Premier League, you can na- name nine rather than seven. Bale was back from injury. He made it on the bench. It would seem at the expense of Delhi, who came on, didn't he, on mm. Wednesday. Yeah. Seemed to do okay. He was late in the game. Um, and and then another one from Stuart Sessions. Could have done with Delhi today. Certainly needed more movement and effort today. On, on Dombele lacked, looked knackered and don't know anybody wanted to shoot today. We seemed to spend most of the game trying to get somebody else up instead of taking responsibility. And then he just says, his bail broken? So, bail. I mean, he's... <laughs> I think Bale I can't... the player that he was when he left. Right, but is he also a dud? Is he a, is he have Madrid loaned us out damaged goods? No, no, I just don't think he is. He's only thirty-one. Wish I was thirty-one. I'll be running. <laughs> I'll be running around like a whippet. And and he does. He's got a smile on his face. He just hasn't got there at, at all. And I'm not sure we know what to do with him for for sure. Today when he came on, he got us a free kick or two. Um, didn't offer a lot he seems to stick out in the wing and he seems to get lost there um and he he starts wandering i'm just not sure but i can't believe that he's a dud i really can't i I, i'm sure we got him in for more than just playing reasons he's uh, a commercial advantage but it it can't be all that advantage all commercial because that really wouldn't be worthwhile Uh, otherwise might as well have ronald mcdonald standing at the corner um, and see if that's a commercial success. But um, Bale's got certainly got a lot of experience in him. I think he's good in the change room. And I genuinely think he'll come good, but not to the level maybe that some fans may hope. He, he isn't the player he was. He says he's not the player, and I expect him not to be the player. But what you're getting is somebody with experience that may not be as quick, but they make up for it with a good brain. And I'm sure he will get there. It may be next season. I'm, I'm quite sure that we'll take him for the second season. You know, I did mention before, will, it, will we take him for a second? I think we will. But for the moment, I don't know. Without games, um, he won't improve. It's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? There's a few times so he picked it. Sorry, back's gone. Sorry, so would you expect to see him play to start on Wednesday? Yes. No doubt about it. That's his game. And Delhi? Yes, I do expect. I, I sort of expect almost a whole 11 change, actually. I really do. 
I know Stoke it's only championship and and shouldn't uh, well, it's, it's championship it's not it's not division 2 or um northern league they will they will give us a game uh, we have to be a bit careful but surely surely you know I mean these guys no doubt we sort of have to find a way of resting them and we have to see a way these players getting a game as well for Sinius who seems quite a good player uh, and and Bale need a game and I do expect to see almost 11 11 changes on Wednesday night and I expect to see him do something as well mm. um, if if Bale isn't the answer at the moment then who is who's who's who where can we expect goals to come from if it doesn't if it's not always going to come from Sun, Sonny and um, Kane I, I personally think that both Dembele and Lo Celso still aren't up to speed. I think there's a lot more to come from them, and it's got to come from those two. But the idea that they've been found out, it's not they've been found out. It's the rest of the team not supplying today. And it never gave them. I, I, the pair of them didn't. Kane was trying. Son just was out of the game. He just wasn't getting the passes. As soon as we get the ball, we give it away. So what chance have we got? I don't think it's a case they've been found out, but we do need other other players to chip in. We really do. And we're not getting that at the moment. And somehow... I don't think it's going to be La Celso because that looked like a hamstring. Yeah, that was a hamstring today. I, he won't yeah. be ready for a, uh, two or three weeks, probably. Well, it could provide an opportunity for Delhi, possibly. If well, yeah. injured. Yeah. I've read some... Somewhere on Twitter, somebody had pulled up some stats from Delhi, um, and they said that even last season, when he didn't, when we, collectively the team wasn't good last season, he still managed something like eight goals and four assists, mm. which is a lot more than, and certainly on the goals front, than than either on Don Bale or Lisselso. Um I think it, I, I would I would like to see. That maybe I'm just being. Well, I am being nostalgic. I would like to see that Bale, sorry, not Bale, sorry, Kane, Son, Delhi. Um, I would like to see them on the pitch, just reunited, and um, because I, I think in in recent years when we've had those players on the pitch together, I suppose and Ericsson, which we don't have now, then we we we, we seem to. We seem to do well, and they, they seem to chip in with, with goals, and they know each other's game. Um, it's, yeah. it's it's too difficult after a game like today. I've just I just watched um, their second goal, and you're quite right. Uh, Sissoko was jogging. He never really got goal side of his of, of um, um, the Leicester player, mm. um, and he got a, in all in effect he got a free header. So yeah, he didn't do his job, but that just typified the whole team. You know, if you'd been up for it, you'd have got in there and got in between and got ahead. I mean, that was the size of Sissoko, and he didn't. He was lagging behind. So, yeah, he gets, he gets for me, the blame, and he stitches up Toby there. I guess the biggest indication of today is, could you choose a man of the match? No, I wouldn't give it to anybody. <laughs> wouldn't give it to anybody. Exactly. So, I think overall, that's a... Yeah. That just shows you how the team weren't great today when you can't pick out any one player. And even if you had to think of one, you'd you'd really struggle because I don't think anybody yeah. shone today at all. Yeah, yeah. There was no, there was 
absolutely nil creativity. We never really harmed Leicester. They must have grown, you know, just been growing in confidence out there, thinking, yep, yep, just knock it around, especially you go goal up. And we, uh, honestly, you, you, you get to the point where you think, we'll kick him then, get sent off. At least you sort of look as though you're trying to do something, but we couldn't even manage that. No, I did think it was a, an ideal Lamella game. Or yeah, just to come him. in and just cause some problems. Yeah, you know, just create a little bit of an issue and just stir it all up a little bit. Maybe yeah, get some fire there. Yeah, mm. yeah. One of the other sort of attacking players that that maybe could chip in with 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 goals is Bergwijn. So I had a question from Nate. Um, this then this sort of goes back to um, the game against Liverpool. So a lot of people had blamed Bergwijn for the Liverpool loss um, to the extent where I think in some cases he'd, he'd, receive, he'd received abuse um, on a social media, media platform. I, I think it was, it was his own personal Instagram account, um, which, he, which he disabled or closed the account because he was getting so much abuse after that loss. Um, the next question is, did we miss him today? Well, it's... Anybody could have come in, really, of our squad, couldn't it? And it couldn't have been any worse. So it's always that um, looking through rosy-coloured spectacles, isn't it? They're thinking, well, if he'd, you know, like saying Lamella, if he'd have played, it'd have rustled it up. Maybe it might have done, maybe it wouldn't have done. When the whole team is like that, it'd have been very difficult to get one, any one player in there yeah. and make that difference. I, I can't see it. But I am absolutely disgusted with so-called fans having a go at Bergwijn over his miss. I mean, it was it, only a couple of, it, but even an inch, it probably would have hit the post and gone in. It's just one of those things. And if you're going to do that, then send your same abuse to Harry Kane for missing what was a simple header, bouncing on the deck over the bar. It happens. You know, just live with it. I'm more disgusted with the referee that, or, or VAR that doesn't look at what Henderson does with Dyer. So uh, it's that, that's football. You have to take it. You know, you cannot be throwing abuse at these these lads. I wouldn't blame Bergvine for saying at the end of the season, well, I think I, I think I'm off. I'm not going to take that crap. And he shouldn't have to take the crap either. What's wrong with people? What's wrong with people? And, and you know, it, true to form, would you have said that to his face? Yeah, I mean, you, you wouldn't. Would, well, no, of course you would. Well, yeah, you'd like to think people wouldn't. You might have said it in the ground in a fit of rage. But yeah. you wouldn't then leave the stadium and, and continue to hound somebody to share your opinion of them. Why would you do that? Why would you behave so badly towards somebody else? Especially at the moment. Mm. And it well, is, harsh as this sounds, it is just a game. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's not life and death. It's not going to, you know, his miss hasn't caused Western civilization to fail. He missed a goal that, yes, would have been useful. But I can't find it in me to, you know, go and hurl abuse at the kid. Mm. It's scandalous behaviour. Yeah. I, I just fans. No, no. I just found it frustrating. Oh, when it hits the inside of the post. Yeah. I looked at it quite positive. Thought, oh, you were through there. You know, just, oh, just a yeah. few, you know, an inch. And I don't think any further than that. I mean, the lad's trying. If somebody stands there and just throws the ball away and says, oh, I can't be bothered. I think I'm going to go back to the change. Yeah, then fine hurl some abuse you're paid well mate but not for that no Bergwijn's barely been playing for us for 12 months almost 12 months um, he's only 23 
first season in English football. That's probably the sort of chance maybe Son would have missed when he first arrived at Spurs. Yeah. And look where he's um, where he is now. But it's like you said earlier, it's part and parcel of football. That he hit the post, didn't go in. Another day, it might have gone in. Mm. That's it. There's, there's, there is really no justification for for that behaviour or, or abuse. And yeah, the people who who direct that abuse to him almost certainly wouldn't say it to his face. But they've because they're cowards, they've got a convenient platform to 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 do so on social media because anybody can get behind a keyboard and and. Um, and direct abuse at, at somebody else. And I, I'm sure they wouldn't say that to his face. Um, either, either or both of you are going to have to help me out with this one because I really can't remember. So we've got two questions on Mark Albrighton. Mark Stoll, lackluster performance all round. Am I the only one still, who still can't believe Albrighton escaped with the yellow and Stuart Sessions? Thoughts on Albrighton's lunge? Sure, Sonny was sent off for something similar. I have no recollection of this whatsoever. Well, I've watched it through a few times. I thought so at the time, and, and I've watched it a couple of times. He launches his foot and hits Harry Kane well in the stomach, in the midriff. It's an awful challenge. He, he takes off. I cannot understand why VAR didn't recommend to the referee he goes and looks at that again. Because, wasn't quite... it because the ref on the field at the time, because he played the advantage, didn't he? And then he went back and just waved a yellow. So I think because the ref had acted at the time without VAR in his ear, then they didn't have to. Well, no, they could still... Because it still... decked Kane, didn't it? Yeah, oh, big time. Big time. I mean, it, it came absolute whack. I mean, I watched um, uh, Lundberg, what his name is, the, the Sheffield United player. He, I mean, he's a big lad, and he took a, a bit of a lunge. It was slightly high, but it caught him right on the foot. And I looked and I thought, yeah, that's a silly challenge. He got the missed, controlled the ball, took the player out. He was gave, he got a yellow card, and the VAR was in the ear. The referee said, Do you know what? I think you might have got that wrong. Go and have a look again. And he looked again. And said, Yep, you're right. That's a red card. That's exactly what should have happened again. It was a red card. But I'm not going to excuse us for that one. On Wednesday night against Liverpool, I can because that was the winner, but it was a tactic that Liverpool deploy that Henderson does. He He's never going to win a ball in the air, so what he does is he messes up the defence. He, he blocks people off, uh, and he took um, him out. So that one, VAR, I am very critical of, and... We, it could have it could have changed the game today. No, nah. I it just he should have got sent off. Still think we'd have lost. I don't think we had anything in us to go and get, get anything out of the game. So I, I certainly wouldn't use that as an excuse. But it's a shocking shocking tackle. Mm-hmm. What a tackle! It was an assault. It was awful. It was really bad. And I, when it happened, and I was shouting that he needed to be booked, or you know similar words with more swearing perhaps. Um, and then saw that they play an advantage, and I was quite surprised to because they showed it again, and then I was quite surprised that it was only a yellow. Yeah, and that oh. would have changed the game. Yeah, it might yeah. have done, but I'm certainly I don't want to sit here and make it an excuse for yeah, what it's was not an, excuse. an awful, awful performance. We we can we can we can we can talk about that. We can talk about the fact that Bergwine maybe if we'd started, we'd had a little bit of pace in in. To, to get in behind their defence, fundamentally, collectively, we were just poor. We, yeah, we yeah. just didn't get yeah. bang, and, and yeah. that, that's what it comes yeah. down to. Um, next two 
Premier League matches of Wolves um, a week today, and then we've got Fulham on the 30th. Fulham at home, which on paper we should. We yeah. should, famous last word, should be able to beat them. Wolves may be a tougher proposition away from home. Um, can we get six points in those matches? I mean, if we did, in this in this sort of festive period, it would, with hopefully teams around us maybe dropping some points, we, we, we're suddenly back in it. Yeah, we can get six points. Of course we can. Wolves will be a tough game, but we should certainly get all three points against Fulham. So it would be good to come out of this with six points. Fulham have picked up, actually. They have, but I'm not... I mean, they held Liverpool. They flaming held Liverpool. But then Liverpool, (laughs) because Dr Tottenham turned up, didn't they? Um, So Liverpool were not great, and then they play us and win. And then yesterday, when they smacked Crystal Palace for seven. So, you know, look at the favour we're doing, Liverpool. Um, So you'd like to think now that Fulham might not be able to sustain that. Yeah. Well, you'd like to think so. I mean, uh, I say for the next six games, I think we should take four points. Um, will we? No, probably not, because that would be quite something to do that. Um, we'll all start believing again, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but if we do. But uh, well, look, if it, I'd just be happy if we're up in a mix in that top four and, and not seeing Liverpool off in the, in the distance too far. You know, it'd be good for football that we're all on top of each other in a sense. It's good yes. for the game. Keeps it more interesting. Mm. Keeps mm. fans a little bit more banter, a little bit more life within the game, especially yeah. as you can't go and see it at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. But certainly those two matches are games that we should on pay. If, if we play not like we did today, then they're, they're, they're games that we should win. Um mm. Uh, we I should certainly go and attack for Fulham. Yeah. I think Wolves will be another defensive display because we're away and because they're a tricky side. But for Fulham, we should go all out. Yeah. yeah. I think, as far as I know, Wolves aren't this season as good as they were last season in terms of their results. I yeah, don't know if that's, a, that's a bit of a Europa hangover um, from when their season finished. Um, or what? whatever. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Spurs ladies, they weren't in action today. Game called they off. They should have been playing, but yeah, the game was postponed due to the number of um, positive COVID tests against the Chelsea women. Oh. So uh, yeah, well, it happens. Um, that's not the only game to have been postponed, is it? So we just need to wait. Um, that game will get rescheduled at oh. some stage. Oh, and they're not. Uh. Yeah, no, it's just, just, just the, the COVID. <laughs> it's just the COVID thing. I mean, it, it's a mess of a season for everybody, isn't it? The whole yeah. thing's a mess. So. Could you have pre- predicted 12 months ago that we would do a podcast or podcasts over the course of this season that would feature this word COVID that <laughs> none of us would have heard of or talk about viruses and pandemics? Yeah. Um, no. Uh, so, when do they... Sorry, the ladies don't have another game until the 10th of January when they play Birmingham at the moment, um, pending any further COVID restrictions. And actually, yeah, they would still be allowed to play, wouldn't they, even though London's a tier four? Correct. Oh, yeah. 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 Sports bubbles and all of that. So, yeah, 10th of Jan. So they've got a nice Christmas break. Yeah. Unless, of course, the the Chelsea game gets rescheduled before then. But, yeah, yeah. I would be astonished if that got rescheduled between now and then. Okay. So they don't. They've not given us a date as yet, but I can't. It's definitely not going to be this side of Christmas, is it? 
No, no, no. Right. Um, final two things that I want to discuss. So one of them was um, briefly. I think David, you mentioned that we've got Stoke in the EFL Cup quarterfinal on Wednesday. Now Stoke, they are. They're five points from second, so Bournemouth are second in the championship at the moment. Um, Norwich are running away with it, um, and they are they are just outside of a playoff spot currently um, on goal difference to Middlesbrough. But there's basically three points between Stoke in seventh and Swansea in third. So they're they're, they're doing twenty games played in the championship so far. That they're doing reasonably well. Um, historically, away at Stoke has always been a tricky place to go. Cold. It's really Tuesday wind, night windy. in January, but you see, yep. we're going on a Wednesday in December, so it could all be very different indeed. They might play really attacking football, and we'll all be astonished. And they won't have any fans. They won't have that advantage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, I probably got this all wrong. He'd probably play his best eleven, whatever that is. But uh, you watch, you go and punish and make him play again. He might well do. I think he might. I think there's a really good possibility that he will because he does want to win something. Mm. Yeah. And if, if that means trotting that first team out every opportunity he gets, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. There's all the big boys still left in, isn't it? So, uh, other than Newcastle, who's uh, uh, still in it. So, Everton, Man United, the Gooners, yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we've got to get past Stoke, so I'm not going to predict anything after that. So we've, we've got to get past that one. But you see, that cup final is in February, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so some teams, and Mourinho likes to do that do that one, get it out of the way, got a trophy, then can relax down for the rest of the season and, and plan out. It, it does it does offer that for, for a team like us at the moment, where we are. Mm. And would you take that silverware, either... If that's oh. the only thing that we win this season, you know, despite us before Christmas, yes, we're still in four competitions potentially. If we were to get through the two, because there's two rounds of the FA Cup, aren't there, in January? We've got the one early doors, and there's yep. the one later, Correct. like yep. the back end. Yep. So we've got those two. February, the Europa League starts again, mid, mid to late February, isn't it? The 18th. Yeah. Um, so if you can keep that going, then that still keeps us in with everything so if he could get in the midst of all of that depending on how the um how the schedule works if he can get a trophy in the middle of all of that he'll feel that he's definitely achieved something and that must be in his brief yeah to win something anything because it gives him a good platform because i think if they win in february if they they win the league cup in february then that's your incentive isn't it Mm. lads remember how that felt let's go again yeah yeah Let's hope they can get past Stoke first, and I and I, yes, and I think lovely. they. I, I think they will. I got a feeling that Kane will start, and I think that it will be a fairly strong team. Maybe maybe one or two changes, maybe one or two. But I, like you said, um, I don't know if it was you, Bex or David, but he, he he's he's going to take it seriously. He he wants that trophy. Mm. Um, Definitely. And and it's what Wednesday, and then Wolves isn't until Sunday, so mm-hmm. it's. Got to, and then Fulham again the following Wednesday. There's a there's a good gap. We we've, the, the the despite the fact that we're involved in the League Cup, the um 
festive schedule is a bit kinder to us, I think, than other teams in terms of the gaps between between matches. Right, the final thing I want to discuss, it's got nothing to do with, with Spurs, well, it sort of has. Um, Arsenal's demise. I mean, I, think <laughs> I, I, I touched upon it at the beginning of the pod, but it'd be rude not to mention it. I mean, there are North London neighbours, um, although that's questionable, um, and uh, this is just absolutely hilarious, just watching watching them lose every week. So they've got I think it's two points from seven matches. I don't know because it does. I can't be bothered to scroll down that far on my phone <laughs> because I don't need to. I only need to look at where Spurs are, and then Arsenal aren't in that bit of the screen, so I don't need. I, I've got no clue really. Yeah, it's quite. It's quite the story. <laughs> Do you have to scroll far? <laughs> yeah, it's quite a story, isn't it? Really, but you see, I you know I remember us going down. I remember Manchester United going down. Um, and both both those occasions, surely not. No, they won't do that, will they? No, they won't do that. Bang! You know, now and again, a team does get caught. Um, and, Wouldn't and it just... be a shame? And they've never been relegated ever. No, no. Once it hit the top flight in about not was it nineteen twenty or something. At um, our so, expense. Yeah, at our expense. Yes, they finished fifth, but somehow managed to get promotion, um, which is which is sort of part of the hatred, I think. But they've been a hundred years up in the top flight, and they—it's just them and Everton, I think, have never been out the top flight. So yeah, it would—it would be nice. But yes, I mean, it, it, they should—I uh, think they should keep Arteta. I, I yeah, he's think... doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think yeah. he should definitely stay. It's—it's it's a hierarchy. It's behind them. I mean, it's just awful in there. So, but it is quite funny. <laughs> they beat—I think it was uh, um, United away um, early November. Right, first of November they beat they beat United away one nil. Um, since then they've picked up two points. They've lost at home to Villa three nil. They drew with Leeds nil nil. They lost at home to Wolves two one. They lost to to us two nil. Um, Burnley at home last week one nil. Southampton they drew one all and they lost Everton um, uh, yesterday. And right, so where they sit on the table? Really spending scroll, far too scroll, much time scroll. on them. They're fifteenth, so they are two points above Brighton and four points above Fulham, who sit currently sit seventeenth, just outside the relegation zone. Now you've got Burnley, West Brom, and Sheffield United in the bottom bottom three. Sheffield United look dead and buried. I know it's yes. it's early days, but I, I think most teams in, in in the history of at least the Premier League. And, Top of flight football did exist before the Premier League, but certainly in the Premier League era, I think most, even the team that's really been struggling, normally has got a, registered a win by now. They've only got two points. West Brom, I would have said, are dead and buried, except for the fact they've just gone and got Sam Allardyce as manager, and he's yeah. has, he's got a good record. Except teams um, up. Oh, except uh, <laughs> they one nil down, and Jake Livermore's just been sent off. Ouch. <laughs> A lot of football, a lot of football. I wasn't expecting them to get anything against Villa today, but um, they've got some interesting games against the teams around them. Burnley um, really shouldn't be there. Sean Dyche is a good manager. Fulham, a little bit of a bounce recently. Then Brighton, then back to Arsenal. And then Arsenal's next few fixtures, this is where it gets really juicy. So they've got, after the, they've got Man City in the League Cup the night before we play. Um, but then they've got, on Boxing Day, they've got Chelsea at home so that's going to be a tough one 
and then a few days later on Tuesday the 29th they play Brighton who uh, just below them so, and have they got Newcastle in the FA Cup as well they have got they've got Newcastle in the FA Cup yep and they've got West Brom so that's interesting if, if by that point 2nd of January if, if West Brom is starting to hit some form uh, it, it just goes on and you just look at the list and they're tough well this is what happens because West Brom have, have pulled the trigger we've got to do something about it and, and they're, they're going to he's never been relegated has he Fat Sam no. he's taken team over so that's that's where you take no Arsenal won't go down you know because these teams are they're going to go down they're going to go down but suddenly form comes along um, who knows what Fulham will do in January um, you just you just sense that Arsenal are going to be like this for the rest of the season so it, it's going to be a right old scrap if they're not careful they're going to have to start picking up points but clearly but the the fixture list coming up that's it's not looking anytime soon is it no and on, on paper they've got players that are better than surely than some of the teams around them but i don't think, I don't think those players have got any oh, fighting man, qualities the week, didn't he? Yep, albeit the wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've got more red cards than they've got goals. <laughs> they've just got that whiff of a club that that just you know they're in they're in yeah desperation, trouble, just turmoil, whichever way they're going. And it, it's only going to at the moment it's only going to go one way. That's 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 what it's all well, starting to feel let's like. Let's hope we let's hope we stay up in at least that top four. That's what I need to do. You know, just for their. I don't want to be anywhere near them, you know, because otherwise we won't have too many bragging rights if they only end up a few places below us. It really won't mean very much. Do, do you remember that stupid thing that they did for years at St. Tottenham? Yes. Whatever. Right. Okay. And then each year it was sort of it started. You know, when we were doing really badly, you know, we were sort of getting earlier and earlier, and and I'm now wondering whether it's got to the point where we could secure. Not that it to me it makes no difference. At the end of the day, Spurs is the joy of watching Spurs and the, the success of Spurs for me isn't measured by how badly or how well they do. I couldn't couldn't really care less about them, but certainly it winds them up. Certainly for them, it seems to be a big deal, um, and, and to the point where they got obsessed by it. I, I wonder at what point in the season will will we be confirmed as there, there's no way that can, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they've got Benfica in the um, in the Europa League as well. That's interesting. So Jan Vertonghen, um Yeah. He's going to have a little bit of beef there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else plays for an ex- another expert player plays for Benfica. Who was it? Is it Adel Tarapt? Good Lord. Yes. Is he? Yeah. Wow. Great knowledge. There you go. Right. You need to get out more. Um. <laughs> I heard it. No, I heard it on another. I heard it on another pod, <laughs> podcast, and I quickly googled it just to just to make sure I did hear what I heard correctly. Yeah, no, that would be that would be that would be something to look forward to. Certainly for Jan. Um, I don't know how how deeply entrenched in Spurs Arsenal rivalry Adel Tarap was, or how, how much of a Spurs player. He, he, Probably not much, but no, Jan will Jan certainly um, inform them. Right. Should be interesting. Yeah, yeah, something to look forward to. Their demise and mm. and Jan. Do you imagine Jan Vertonghen scoring a header or the winner at the Emirates? Um, hopefully, there'll be crowds back at the Emirates to witness it. <laughs> um, 
by that point in February. You have an evil streak in you, Jabaz. <laughs> well, um, right. Justified. What are we? Um, so this will be... I think we'll do one more podcast. Um, probably the next one will be... I'm inclined to do it after the Fulham game. So we'll, we'll do. We'll, there'll be one more podcast before the year is out. Um, uh, but until then, all that's left for me to say is thank you, Bex. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. Yeah, thanks, guys. Wishing you both a Merry Christmas and wishing all of our listeners a Merry Christmas as well. This has been the Tottenham Family Podcast. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her